The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome, folks. This is the On Point with Victor show. You are listening to America's Web Radio, your best stop for all kinds of great shows. And you really need to check it out. If you haven't checked out AmericasWebRadio.com yet, you really should do it. We've got some great shows, including the best veteran shows you'll hear on air anywhere. Uh, America's Web Radio is veteran-owned, by chan- by by the way. <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, some of the best things you'll ever hear about veterans and, and uh, all the veteran things you need to know right here at America's Web Radio, including cars. Now, if you're like me and you love cars, and trust me, I love cars. Uh, you've got, we've got car shows here too, but, but of course it is the home of the On Point with Victor show. This is the flagship station for the On Point with Victor show. And, uh, I am all too happy to be here. We've got a lot to get to today. Uh, I, I'll just start rolling. You know, um, Right off the bat, I got to tell you about some breaking news. Just as I was coming into the studio, I saw this come across the wires, as they say in the industry. Um, the libertarian. So in Arizona, we've got a, we've got a major Senate race going on in Arizona right now. The governor's race is pretty big too, but it looks like the governor, uh, the Republican, is going to win that. Um, I cannot remember her name now; it just escaped me. I'm having a Bidenism. Uh, but that lady that is uh, this, I, every Republican should examine and watch and talk and emulate what everything they need to learn. From the lady that's running for governor in Arizona, and I can't, I am sure producer Brett will tell me in, in a few seconds <laughs> what her name is. Uh, but you've got to look and see what every Republican out there, you've got to see what this lady's doing. She is fantastic. She is not afraid. She takes on the media and puts them in their place every chance she gets, but she does it in such a good way. She's not belittling to people. She just uses facts. She uses logic. She uses common sense and she puts these people right in their place. And Dave, well, you realize that what her background is. Uh, yes, news. Yeah, <laughs> news media. she was a reporter. She was a and, reporter, and that's a and great she point. She knows how to uh, take what they're trying to twist and mm-hmm. twist it right and back. Put into it right it. back at them, David. That's so true, and that is the key, David. That's a big key, and thanks for bringing that up. Because she, isn't her name Lakes or something uh, like that? Carrie. Carrie Lake? No, I, oh. oh, I know. Producer Brett will get it. Uh, I think her last name may be Lake, but. Um, why can't I remember? Boy, Bidenisms happening everywhere. I don't know. It must be it must be something I'm eating. Something but, in the air. <laughs> something in the air. But um, she's doing fantastic, and you are correct. She is a she was a a news anchor. She was in the news. She was a reporter. Uh, she knows how these people act. She knows what's going on behind the scenes. She knows what the what most of the mainstream media is about, and she can throw it back right in their face. And she's doing it, but she does it with a smile on her face. She does it with facts. She does it with with such confidence. That she leaves these younger, especially the young snot-nosed journalists that are coming out of school right now who think they know everything. She is just putting them in their place one by one, and I love it. And every Republican should watch what she's doing and emulate her. Because I've said this before. If you stick to the facts, if you stick to common sense, if you stick to logic especially, and you just explain it to people and you're willing to talk to people, you don't have to yell at people. Don't ever get angry. If, if you see this candidate in, in, uh, in, in Arizona, she never gets mad. They never tip her over the edge. She doesn't, she doesn't have to. She's where, that confident. Where did you get that? 
fact that you're quoting. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the beauty about her. She's not afraid to, to put it right at him. And I love it. So, so she's doing extremely well in Arizona. And, and I, to me, I believe she's going to win by such a margin. And, and my goodness, the last polling average had her up 11 points. She's double digits ahead of the Democrat. If that holds, which I think it will, and if the polls are showing that, she's probably going to win by more. I think she's going to drag Blake Masters over the finish line. Now, Blake Masters is one of those candidates that I believe the Democrats funded in the primary, and now this guy has a chance to win, and they thought he had no chance to win. And uh, and honestly, he should be ahead by double-digit points, but for some reason he's not because that that other candidate out there in Arizona, the Democrat um, – that I, I don't under, I don't understand. The guy is a, a Biden sycophant, but but anyway, for some reason that that race is neck and neck. But I will tell you this. Here's the breaking news today. The libertarian candidate. So there was a libertarian candidate in that Senate Senate race in Arizona. The libertarian candidate backed out today. This is one of the best things. Listen to me and listen to me well. For you other libertarian candidates that are out there in states right now, and, and all you're going to do is cause a runoff. Like in Georgia, the libertarian candidate, all they can do is probably cause a runoff. And we don't need that. The, the stakes are too high. Now, you guys know I consider myself a conservatarian. Uh, I love the libertarian. Well, let me put it this way. If the libertarian could get their you-know-what straight, uh, I would. I, I, I happily love that party. I, I, I voted libertarian many times, many times on smaller state races, um, on, on council races, on, on city races. I, I love to vote libertarian, and I would love to vote libertarian all the way to the top, but I can't do it because the stakes are too high. And that goes for you people in Georgia. My fellow Georgians, uh, when you're looking at the governor's race and you're looking at the at the Senate race, you cannot waste your. I'm sorry, but you can't wait. And I know the Libertarian candidate. I know them. I, I I'm I, I like the Libertarian candidate. And and if I could, trust me, I, I I would love to vote for the Libertarian candidate. Shane Hazel is an outstanding veteran. Outstanding, absolutely outstanding. But I cannot vote for him because I cannot take the chance of letting the Democrat win. I just can't. And I don't want to go into a runoff because that's that you're just giving the Democrats too much of a chance. And we are at too – there's too much at peril right now. There's too much on the line right now. Let me put it that way. Too much on the line. Uh, I, I understand if you do not like establishment Republicans, I join you in that. I, I can't wait till McConnell's gone. I can't wait till Lindsey Graham is gone. I want the old guard to be gone. I want Romney gone. I want a lot of these people gone. But I don't want them replaced by Democrats. Let me repeat. I do not want them replaced by Democrats. So we must gradually, gradually convince and find good candidates to, to replace these establishment Republican guys. I understand that, and I will admit that. But right now... With inflation the way it is, with Biden just out of control, Biden has no idea what he's doing. And the most – trust me when I tell you, the most leftist people, the most leftist power-hungry people are the people who are controlling Biden. And if we allow them to have more power and more power and more power, they're going to destroy this country. And it, it may take a while, but they're going to do it. But the problem is the United States will not be destroyed overnight. It will be painful, and it's going to be painful. Like right now, we have 70% or so of the people in this country, families, who are living paycheck paycheck to paycheck. That is pain. That is pain being put on the American people by the Democrats. Democrat policies are putting American people in pain. I don't want to see that anymore. So I can't vote in good conscience for a libertarian because it's going to put too many people in pain if the Democrat wins. 
And that is why I, I have to commend this libertarian in Arizona for backing out of the race. Now, I know there's only a week to go. But hey, this is this still can so many Republicans will vote on election day. And now if you were going to vote for libertarian, you got to vote for Blake Masters in Arizona and the libertarian candidate. He didn't just drop out of the race. He endorsed Blake Masters, the Republican. And that's what I would love. I would love to see the Republicans here in Georgia do the same. I mean, the the libertarians here in Georgia in the governor's race and the libertarian in the in the Senate race. I would love to see you do the same thing. I would love for you to come out today and say, hey, look, in good conscience, I got to back out of this race and I got to put my supporters behind Kemp or behind Herschel Walker because we cannot take a chance on losing. We cannot give the Democrats a second chance by, by letting them make the runoff. So I hope, I hope I'm making myself clear. I have nothing against the Libertarian candidates. It's just right now is not the time to waste your vote. And I'm sorry, it is a wasted vote. And David, you look like you got something on your mind. Huh. No, I, I was just thinking about uh, the economy and, um, you know, the Democrats call uh, trickle down economics, right? But you know what's trickling down right now, and you <laughs> and you sort of you, you touched on it is the fact that, like you said, people are living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. but nobody's addressing the reality in that. You know how many families I know I've quit going out to dinner. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to oh. spend the fifty hundred dollars for a, a meal. For a meal, and you, then that affects the waiter, that affects mm-hmm. the cook, that Think affects you know. And uh, as business slows down, David, this again is another reason, ladies and gentlemen, why we call David the legend. Because David, the point you just made, no, not enough people. Think about they think about themselves, or they buy into this Democrat narrative BS, and they don't stop to think if if you and I, or producer Brett, if we're not going to everything from the Arby's to the Texas Roadhouse or Outback Steakhouse, uh, all the way up into where where Obama eats, which is way up there. If we don't do all of these, if, if we don't patronize these businesses from, from the, from again, from the fast food all the way up to the nice restaurants, who are the people that get hurt the most, David? And you mentioned it. The waiters, the cleaning staff, the bus boys, the dishwashers, the cooks, all of the people that the Democrats will lie to their face and say that they care about them. How can you believe that a party in the Democrats how can you believe that they care about the little guy, you know, the little gal? Again, that's the waiter. That's the dishwasher. That's the trash taker outer. That's the, uh, the cooks, the prep cooks. All, every piece of, 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 or every job that's in that, that, that requires for that restaurant to operate. Every one of those people, the Democrats tells them we're for you. But every policy the Democrats are putting out right now, they're hurting those people. These are the, are, are so many of the people that are living pay, if you're, if you're surviving by tips and you're living paycheck to paycheck, what happens when people like David or producer Brett or myself pull back and are not going to these restaurants? Because ladies and gentlemen, people are pulling back. David is a hundred percent right. You know, Two years ago, we could go to Texas Roadhouse and get a heck of a meal for, I mean, if you were by yourself, you could eat for 10 bucks. If you're with a couple of people, you guys, or, or let's say you went as a couple, you could get in there and eat a pretty darn nice meal. Trust me, I've done it for 20 bucks. And then that leaves you, if you got good service, you could easily leave five or $10 uh, worth for tips. 
That's not happening right now because so many people like us, just normal Americans, are having to pull back. We're having to go and find whatever deals we can find at the grocery store, pack up our freezers so that we can cook for ourselves and eat leftovers. Because that's what you do when you have – because as a family, you're having to keep a budget. You're having to keep a budget. But I cannot stress enough, the very people that the Democrats convince to vote for them because they say we have your back because you're the little guy is the very people that the Democrat policies are hurting the most. Do you think this inflation and high food prices, do you think they're hurting Obama? Do you think they're hurting Pelosi? And we'll get to Pelosi later. Don't worry. Uh, do you think Schumer, Chuck U. Schumer, is being hurt by inflation? Do you think AOC is being hurt by inflation? Do you think any politician in Washington, and not just the politicians, folks, any of their people working for them, all the people that are that are part of the bureaucracy that is in Washington, do you think they're suffering from high inflation? Let me tell you, Washington, D.C., that is the, probably the only place right now on the planet, let alone in the United States, that those people think that we're having hunky-dory good times right now. The bureaucracy will never see the, re- the the recession. The bureaucracy won't see the pain, and the bureaucracy darn sure won't feel the pain because the bureaucracy in Washington, they will always have their stake. Do you think – listen, Obama just came to Georgia the other day. Obama and his cronies got in a private jet – with lots of fuel burning, flew to Georgia, got off their private jet, got in their big fat limousine and drove to speak for five minutes and try and tell you while you're living paycheck to paycheck. This Understand this. The Democrats, including Obama, got in their private jet, flew down to Atlanta, got in their limousines and with full of refreshments. And went to and stood in front of a bunch of Democrats who are probably living paycheck to paycheck and told them how bad things are if, if they elect Republicans. They stood there and tried, Obama tried to tell people who are living paycheck to paycheck, oh, you just keep voting for the same crap and, and you're going to be better. How does that work, folks? How does that work? And the man who stood there in Obama telling these people, oh, you better not vote for Republicans or, or democracy dies. How does that work? The fact that I was able to go vote last week with no problem whatsoever, and I'm a brown minority guy, tells me the democracy's working just fine. It's working just fine. And I saw black people voting. I saw yellow people voting. I saw other brown people voting. And I saw white people voting. I saw people smiling. I saw people la- – and I promise you that not everybody was voting the right way, but we were joking in line. We were having fun. We were talking up until the poll people told us to please stop talking. <laughs> so, But we were having fun, and I guarantee you we didn't all vote the same. But you know what? We all got to vote. Looks like democracy's working. But Barack Hussein Obama and his Democrat cronies will jump on a private jet, spin the fuel. They tell you not to do it, but they do it. They'll come to Atlanta over the weekend, get in their private limousines, big old limousines, off their private jets, drive up to a bunch of Democrats who are living paycheck to paycheck and tell them, oh, don't you vote for that other guy. I know that we've screwed up the economy, but if you vote for the other guy, somehow democracy's dead. If you go vote... And you vote for a, 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 a Democrat who's going to cause you pain. Oh, then democracy works. But if you go and you use your independent thinking mind because you know that you're worse off now than you were two years ago. But if you vote for that Republican, somehow, somehow that's a failure of democracy. You've got to wake up, ladies and gentlemen. Look, I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just right. I am just right. You cannot 
listen to a Democrat tell you that democracy is not working when you can go vote just because you're voting for the other guy, you're voting for the other party, you're voting for a Republican, and you're voting for a Republican because you know two years ago under Donald Trump and the Republicans, you were doing just fine. But now the Democrats for two years, for almost two years, they own everything. The Democrats control everything. Biden is in the White House. He's a Democrat. The the Democrats control the House. The Democrats control the Senate. The Democrats control the bureaucracy. The Democrats control this economy. The Democrats are why the economy is failing. They're why inflation is at a 40-year-plus high. They are why gas is higher. Biden is out there trying to convince you. Listen, where are the fact checkers? Every time Donald Trump passed gas, there was a fact checker saying whether he passed it left or whether he passed it right. Biden went out, has been going out for the past at least three, four, five days, and he's telling people that gas was over $5 when he took office. That is an absolute abject lie. I don't know how uh, other way to put it other than the dementia patient. Maybe he just doesn't know. But the people around him know, and and the voter knows. That two years ago, when Donald Trump left the presidency, in Georgia, we were under $2 gas. We were just under, there were areas around Georgia that was under $2. And all over the country, I believe the average price of gas when Donald Trump left office was $2.39. And Joe Biden, gas has reached over $7 since he's been in. And Joe Biden tried to is trying to he did it again yesterday was telling people that when he took office gas was over five bucks and now it's three bucks. The man is out of his mind, or the man is lying to you. It's got to be one or the other. It's got to be one or the other. The Democrats are flat out lying to you, and you. It is time for you to wake up. Wake up. So I guess we got to go to a break. So we're going to go to this break, and when we get back. I, I will, I'll talk a little bit more. And, and again, great breaking news. And I've also got a, 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 a uh, something out there about Abrams that I got to tell you. This little rumor that's floating around. And we'll get into some Pelosi talk. So guys, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Stacey Abrams says yes to defund the police as crime is on the rise in Georgia. This November, say no to Stacey Abrams and cast your vote for Brian Kemp. And all right, folks, we are back. We're back. 
Hey, uh, so, uh, yes, thanks to wonderful listeners, uh, the gubernatorial candidate that's going to win in Arizona, her name is Carrie, Carrie or Kari Lake. Not sure how she pronounces it. It's either Carrie or Kari. So you are right on, David. Right on. <laughs> and so that is the lady that is fantastic and every Republican should be looking at what she's doing. Um, listen, I, she might be another one of those that the Democrats will do. You gotta understand, ladies and gentlemen, and you Democrat voters out there that are listening to me because I know some of you are, you've gotta understand your Democrat party spent almost $50 million getting behind so-called Republican election denying candidates or deniers that were candidates. Your Democrat Party funded within the amount of almost $50 million. They got behind. They meddled in primaries. You know, the party that, that likes to say, oh, so you, you can't meddle in an election? Yeah, the party that tells you that. The Democrat Party during the primaries earlier this year spent almost $50 million to Get behind Republican candidates that they thought couldn't win. And I, you can go back, ladies and gentlemen, go back to the show archives. Your humble host of the On Point with Victor show, me, Victor, myself, me, myself, and I. I told you a few months ago that this was going to backfire on the on the Democrats, that it had a very good chance of backfiring on the Democrats. And by golly, it is going to backfire on the Democrats. Uh, some of these candidates that the Democrats meddled in the in Republican primaries and they got these candidates across the finish line, they are poised to win next week. And this is just going to be great. This is going to be awesome. What a, what a wonderful lesson to teach the Democrats. And I'm so thankful so many people are going to vote uh, Republican next week. But it looks like so many of these candidates that the Democrats funded, the Democrats and let me repeat that, the Democrats funded Republican candidates that they thought wouldn't win. They put money behind them. The party that's telling you that democracy is going to die because you're voting for a so-called election denier, yeah, that party that's telling you that funded these candidates by almost $50 million. And now these candidates are going to win. And Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake in Arizona is showing how to do it because she is going to win big in Arizona. And now Blake Masters has got a wonderful one. I, I think he was going to win anyway. Uh, he's neck and neck with, uh, can't remember the guy out there, but he's neck and neck with the Democrat. And now it looks like Blake Masters is going to win. And even more so because the Libertarian candidate back, backed out of the race and endorsed Blake Masters, the Republican. So um, what, what a great, this is, this is just great. Right now, look, we're in the last week here and there's some all things are pointing to to next Tuesday being a good night for freedom, a good night for liberty, a good night for the Republicans, a good night for the United States. Because anytime we throw out Democrats right now, today's Democrat Party, when we throw them out, it's a good thing. It is a good thing. And it looks like we're gonna we're headed to a great, 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 great week next week. Now listen. I can't have you, none of you, none of you can sit on your loyal or rest on your laurels. None of you can. I know the news is looking good and the polls are looking good and everything is trending to the Republicans, but you cannot sit this one out. You cannot say, oh, I'm just too busy today. You cannot get to Election Day and say, I'm just too busy today. Everybody else has got it. My, my, my Republican friends have got it or my fam- whatever. You cannot say that. You have to go vote like you were five, ten points behind. You have to vote. Because you have, you have to think you're losing. 
And and listen, there's going to be news stories come out this week that are going to talk about early voting for Democrats, and they're going to they're going to do everything they can to try and suppress your vote. The Democrats know that they can't win by earning your vote. So what they're going to do, the party that tells you that 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 the Republicans suppress the vote, the party that's going to tell you, led by Stacey Abrams, after next Tuesday, that's going to tell you that 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 the vote was suppressed. That's why they lost. That party's actively engaging in voter suppression all week this week. All week this week. They've been engaged in it for weeks already. But you're going to see stories come out in the media. Trust me, folks, don't doubt me. Do not doubt me. You are going to see story after story this week coming out about uh, Democrats ahead in early voting and and uh, abortion this, abortion that. You're going to oh, – the Pelosi hammer story. You're going to see all these stories come out that are going to say the tide is turning. The Democrats are going to win. Don't go – and, and what they're doing, they're not trying to earn your vote. They're just trying to get you to stop going to vote for the Republicans. They're trying to suppress the vote because if you don't go vote and then uh, – one turns into five and five turns into 10 and 10 turns into 20, then, then yeah, you may tip this election to the Democrats. So trust me when I tell you things, I know they look good right now, but you have to go vote and don't be afraid to ask your family members, take them with you, explain to them if they're not planning on voting Republican already, or if they're still on the fence, explain to them, do you want more inflation? Do you want higher food prices? Do you want higher gas prices? Do you want more crime? If you want all of those things, then yeah, vote for the Democrat because that's the Democrats are the sole reason that crime is going through the roof, that food prices are going through the roof, that gas prices are going through the roof, that the border is wide open, and that inflation is going through the roof. If you want the opposite of all of those things, then you've got to vote for a Republican. And and if they're a staunch Democrat and they're on the fence, just tell them, look, vote for the Republican. If they don't do what they're telling you they, they're going to do, then you can throw them out in two years or four years or six years. They can always throw them out. But staying on the same path is insanity. I can't put it any other way. So make sure that not only do you go vote, and look, if you've got to vote early this week, go do it. Go do it. Look, I just had a listener from Georgia, uh, I believe Duluth, who just uh, chimed in, and they went and voted on Saturday. They early voted on Saturday. Now, look, this person has uh, works their tail off during the week. So they had to take part of their Saturday. You know, so many people who work their fingers to the bone from Monday through Friday, they really, really cherish their Saturdays, and they really cherish their Sundays. And the last thing you want to do is go stand in line to vote on a Saturday. I understand that. But so many people are doing it, and so many people did it. And this caller or or this listener in Georgia, they went out and spent part of their Saturday voting. And you know what happened? You know what happened? And, and let me tell you something. This listener happens to be brown also. This listener happens to be a minority, a Hispanic Latino. And this listener went to the polls on Saturday, stood in line, and they were able to vote. Nobody suppressed them. Nobody didn't let them vote. They voted. They took time, precious time from their family on a Saturday and stood in line and voted. And you know what else this Latino did? He voted for the Republican 
candidates. And I'm telling you, folks, I am telling you, what's coming for the Democrats next week is utter disaster if you go vote. So if you have any doubt that you can vote next Tuesday, then go vote early. Just about every state in this country right now has voting going on all this week. I think Friday in in Georgia, if you're in Georgia, Friday's your last day to early vote. If you miss Friday, if you miss this week, then you have to go vote on Election Day. Uh, and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with voting on Election Day. I myself would be voting on Election Day if I were going to be in town. But I have to be out of town, so I went and voted. I voted last uh, Friday and, or last week, and, and it was glorious. I enjoyed it so much. And uh, and, and I, I'm telling you, I've got listeners chiming in that they've already gone and voted. And I know I've got listeners also chiming in this, that they can't wait to line up on Tuesday to go vote. But understand this. Understand this. A lot of Republicans will be voting. Voting on Tuesday, there's probably going to be lines everywhere you go. You must stand in that line. If you decide to wait till Tuesday, I don't blame you. I would do the same. But you better be prepared to stand in line because there may there may be a line. And I'm telling you right now, there's going to be lines everywhere on Tuesday. Next Tuesday, a week from today, there's going to be lines everywhere. Make sure you stay in that line. And if you get thirsty, trust me, they'll give you water. It just can't have a candidate's name on it or a, or a, a, a political theme, but they can give you water. Uh, you can ask for it. So uh, you stay in line. You make sure you vote. All right, folks. We got to take this bottom of the hour profit timeout. We'll take this break. When we come back, we'll get into some more news, including the Pelosi fiasco or saga. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. On August 8th. 2022, in violation of the Fourth Amendment, the FBI performed a most egregious search of a former president's home. The Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution provides that the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue, but upon probable cause, supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched, and the persons or things to be seized. The Fourth Amendment originally enforced the notion that each man's home is his castle, secure from unreasonable searches and seizures of property by the government. We must take a stand, and take back our country. Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. Hey, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. So I've got an awesome listener up there in New York who pointed out that uh, Biden and the Democrats are now running around saying that Republicans are going to cancel Medicare and reduce benefits. I Again, an absolute unfabricated lie. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say unfabricated. That's probably – that might be an oxymoron. Um but right now, Joe Biden, Joe Brandon, dementia patient Biden, and the Democrats are out there running. I told you folks, I told, as I sit here making the predictions, they're coming true. 
the news stories that are going to come out are going to be designed to stop you from voting. Or at least that's their goal. They know you're not, they can't convince you to vote for the Democrat, but they just want, they, they, you remember that movie Wedding Crashers when the guy there at the end and he says, I, I, he's looking at the, at, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Adams, Rachel Adams, Rachel, Rachel McAdams. He's looking at her. And he says, look, I'm not asking you to marry me right now. I'm just asking you not to marry him. Well, that's what the Democrats are trying to convince you. They're they're basically saying, we know you're not going to vote for us. We just don't want you voting for them. That's basically what the Democrats' message is. And right now, and they're not beneath lying. The Democrats prove it. Election cycle after election cycle after election cycle that they're not that they, they, they will lie blatantly to your face. So now Joe Biden not only lying of saying that gas prices were high when he took office, which they were not. Uh, now he's out there lying with the Democrats saying that uh, that your Medicare is going to get taken away. Now, every freaking election, the Democrats will do this. The Democrats will tell you that uh, racist, 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 and then they're going to tell you that uh, your Medicare is going to be taken away, your Medicaid, your your uh, your health insurance, you know, all doom and gloom. Everything's going to be taken away somehow. Somehow, the Republicans who don't control anything in Washington right now, somehow they are going to take away everything that you need to live. That's what the Democrat message is, and that's what's coming out. So, listen. Let me tell you a fact about the Democrats. The party that tells you right now that's going to try and scare you and use fear porn, the party that's going to try and 24-7 fear porn you, the party that tells you that that the, the Republicans want to take away your insurance, the Republicans want to take your Medicare, the Republicans want to take away your Medicaid, the Republicans want to take your Social Security, the party that tells you that is the very party, and you can go back and fact check me all you want. Under Bill Clinton, under Obama, they're the very party that taxes those services more and more and more and causes inflation. And the more inflation goes up, that's a tax on poor people. So the very party, the Democrat party that's telling you the Republicans are going to take everything away from you is the party that taxes it to oblivion. Who taxes Social Security? Why? Why is Social Security taxed in the first place? It's already been taxed. But who raises taxes on it every chance they get? The Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, and that, and they and they're out there saying they're they're going to give you a five percent or an eight percent raise. It's still not keeping up with inflation, ladies and gentlemen. The inflation is way more than eight point three percent. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. The inflation is more than that. So the fact that they're giving Social Security recipients an eight point increase is not enough to keep up with inflation. And and trust me when I tell you this. If the Democrats remain in control, they remain in power, the next thing they will do next year or the year after or after 2024, if they win, will be to tax Social Security again. They always raise taxes. There's not a tax out there that the Democrats won't raise. So when you see all of these these stories coming out this week and the Democrats using fear porn to try and scare old people and try and scare uh, new retirees to try and scare everyone and try and scare you that, that they're going the Republicans are coming for your insurance or Republicans are coming for Social Security. Just remember the cost of those items are going up, up and up because of the Democrat policies. That's all you need to remember. So all of this is poppycock. All of this is just ridiculous lies coming out of the Democrats to try and suppress the vote. And I, I trust me, folks, do not let it happen. Do not buy into this. So 
Now, let me tell you this rumor I'm hearing about Stacey Abrams. And again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, the Mexican not afraid to be American. You're tuned into an America's Web radio. And uh, listen to this. Listen to this. So there's a rumor that's been floating around for a few days that Stacey Abrams is already in California. Not, well, not in California right now, but she's looking for a home in California. That Stacey Abrams is already house shopping in California. Now, what does that tell you? First, it tells you that she knows she's lost this race or she believes she's going to lose this race next Tuesday. And honestly, I believe she's going to lose this race by 10 points and I hope by more than 10 points. Uh, but, but what this tells, this rumor is telling me that the fact that Stacey Abrams is, is, is home shopping in California already tells me that she has already, she knows she's going to lose this, this race. All right. The other thing it tells me is exactly what I've been predicting to to you people, to my wonderful listeners out there. Stacey Abrams wants to run for president. Stacey Abrams thinks she can be president. Stacey Abrams never intended to stop and be governor of Georgia. If if by some crazy way she had a won the governorship in Georgia, she had no intention to stay in the governorship of Georgia. She wants to be president. Ever since, let me tell you something. Before she was on this, the, the ridiculous Star Trek episode where she's queen of the earth, <laughs> president of the United States or the United Federation of States or whatever they did, the Federation of Planets, whatever she was president of in that show, that only lit her fire more that convincing her that she could be president of the United States. This woman and Stacey Abrams wants power so bad that playing president of the Federation of Planets on Star Trek gave her such a tickle. It gave her such a, oh, I shouldn't say this, but it gave her a special kind of gasm. This lady thinks she can be president. And the fact that she's house shopping in California tells me that when she gets her butt handed to her by Brian Kemp next week, that she's going to hightail it out of Georgia. And, and trust me, it's not just the Republicans that are going to be clapping their hands. The Democrat Party in Georgia wants to be rid of Stacey Abrams just as bad as the Republican Party. Trust me, folks. Do not doubt me. Do not doubt me. The Georgia Democrat Party wants to be rid of Stacey Abrams just as bad as we, the people in Georgia, are ready for Stacey Abrams to leave. So they're all going to be happy. All of us are going to be happy. Uh, but Stacey Abrams, the fact that she's house shopping in California tells me that as soon as she loses next week, she's going to be gone. She's probably got one foot in California already. But she's going to go join the rest of the whack jobs in California. And she's going to start her run for the presidency. You tr- trust me, folks. Trust me. That's what Stacey Abrams has in her mind. So, hey, look. Knock yourself out, Stacey. Just leave Georgia. Please don't let the Georgia door hit your tail on the way out. We want you gone. So, all right, listen, I, I got to get to, before we run out of time, I have got to get to a little bit about um, about this Pelosi stuff, the, the Paul Pelosi. Now, first off, first off, I, I it's it's awful. No one should be, listen. In the United States, your home is your castle. And in the United States, you have the right to protect yourself. You have the right to protect yourself, your home, your, I'm sorry, your family, and your property. 
That is your God-given right by the United States Constitution. So no man or woman, no family should ever, ever be a victim in their own home. So let me say that first. So why the cops didn't pull out their weapon and shoot this bozo after he hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer? Why he didn't, why didn't they shoot this guy? It's one of the questions that need to be asked. But I want, before I get into this story, I just want to make it clear that no person in their own home should be a victim. And, uh, and, and if, if, and, and from what news stories are saying, Paul Pelosi's in the hospital right now because of a skull fracture by being hit in the head twice by a hammer. The dude who hit him with the hammer should be shot, should have been shot, but needs to be put under the jail. But that doesn't mean that we can't ask questions. And questions have to be asked. And, 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 and let me, let me recount to you what we know and then I'm going to tell you what we need to ask. So apparently last Friday, if, unless you've been under a rock, you have heard because the Democrats are making sure you know this because they want to use, look, you know, the, you know, the, the number one rule Actually, number two, the number one rule in, in, in politicians in general is to get reelected. The number two rule for the Democrats is don't let a crisis go to waste. And trust me, they're viewing this Pelosi as a crisis they can use. And, and they're going, they're already trying to make this political, but the facts are not backing them up. And, uh, so last Friday morning, the police rushed to the house of Nancy Pelosi's house or, or Nancy wasn't there, but her husband was there in San Francisco. Paul Pelosi, 82 years old. Uh, well, this is, well, let me put it this way. This is what the police found. Now, th- now I am just recounting the facts as reported by the San Francisco police, as reported by local TV journalists, and as reported by an independent journalist. Now, I'm going to tell you what was reported and understand this story has changed now three or four times since Friday. Now, why is that? It's, I, questions have to be asked. The, the, the politician that tells you that not to ask question is a politician that needs to lose their job. A journalist that looks at you and tells you not to ask question is a journalist that needs to lose their job. We as Americans have the right, especially when we're talking about a, a political family who works for us, we the people, a family that is supposed to represent we the people. We're paying for, for Pelosi's mansions. We're paying for her lifestyle. Now, we may not be paying it directly, but trust me, we're paying for her lifestyle. We deserve to ask questions. We have the right to ask questions. We have the right to know what really happened here. So let me tell you what we know from, from news stories. Again, this is what was reported on Friday. The police arrived to the Pelosi home. They found an, uh, Paul Pelosi, 82 years old, and another man, 40 years his junior, uh, in an apparent fight or struggle over a hammer. So this is exactly what the police said they saw. The, now, we know the attacker's name is David DePapi. And how do we know his name? Well, because if you listen, and again, this is not conjecture. This is not conspiracy. This is actual 911 operator video, operator audio that is all over the news. Maybe some news is bearing it. Maybe Google won't show it. But if you duck, duck, go it, you can find the audio and listen to it yourself. But the attacker's name is Dave DePoppy. And how do we know this? Because Paul Pelosi told the 911 operator the attacker's name. 
And he said he was a friend. So in the same sentence, Paul Pelosi said, I don't know this guy. Oh, by the way, his name is David and he's a friend. Now, why did Paul do that? I don't know. That's a question that needs to be asked. That is a question that needs to be asked. Why would Paul tell the 911 operator, there's a man attacking me in my home. I don't know him. And in the same sentence say, oh, the guy's name is David and he's a friend. It's on the audio. You cannot dispute that. That is what was said. Therefore, you have to ask the question, why? Why did Paul say that? Why did he say it? We, we need to know this. Now, in front of the police, David DePoppy hit Paul Pelosi with a hammer, causing a skull fracture. Now, my first question is, why didn't the cops draw their weapons and drop David on the spot? If the police were standing there witnessing this, they, they, before, look, David DePoppy turned to the police and said everything was fine. And the police observed this, and then he took the hammer and he hit Paul with it. Why didn't they drop the guy? Why did, I mean, these, again, these are questions that need to be asked. Uh, they saw the police witnessed David DePoppy wield the hammer, why didn't they drop David where he stood? When David reached back with that hammer in an aggressive manner, at the very least, they should have stun gunned the crap out of him and put him on his back. Now, that's a lethal weapon. They could have shot him, but they didn't. But they didn't even use their stun guns. Why? Why? This is a question that needs to be asked. And listen, before I even get into the other questions that need to be asked, you know how to put all this to rest? You know how to put all this to rest? There's a thing called body cam. Every police has one on. Every officer just about in every jurisdiction across this country wears body cam now. And the reason they wear it is so that people can't make stuff up. People can't lie. People can't make uh, conspiracy theories that, that we know the truth. And we will always know the truth because there's body cam footage. Why won't they release the body cam footage? All the police have to do, all they have to do, the San Francisco police, to put All of this to rest is to release the body cam footage. But you know what they won't do? They won't release the footage. Why won't they release it? Well, I will make this prediction. We're going to find out that they're being pressured not to release it from politicians. Probably Nancy, maybe some other people around are Democrats. Who knows? But I am telling you, they are being suppressed and they are being told not to release this footage. I would bet money on it that the Democrat Party is telling the San Francisco police not to release the body cam footage until after, you know it, until after the election. Now, why would they do that? Again, the question has to be asked. But you could put a fork in this story if they would release the body footage. And listen, they need to release the body footage because why? Because this story has changed about three times or more since Friday. All right, folks, we'll get into it a little more on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor Show. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Hi, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schurz, as we talk about the topics that doctors talk about amongst themselves, such as Medicare, Obamacare, alternative forms of care, and health information technology. Join us every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
Stacey Abrams wants to be our next governor, but listen to what she had to say about Georgia. I am tired of hearing about being the best state in the country to do business when we are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. We are the worst state in the country to live. Abrams will destroy Georgia with her socialist policies. Vote for Brian Kemp. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Oh, you ain't right, David. <laughs> you ain't right. This is the On Point with Victor show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, listen. We are not laughing at violence. We do not want violence. But uh, listen, folks, if you can't have laugh and have a good time, then, well, you know what? Your life is going to be hard. <laughs> but, uh, hey, look. All right, listen. So body cam footage, we could, we need to get to the bottom of what happened and they could do it by releasing the body cam footage. And I guarantee you they won't release until after, after the election. And I, and I guarantee you it's the Democrats that are pressuring them to do this. Now, now here's another thing. Uh, and again, here's more questions that need to be asked. Um, I want you to ask yourself and, and under, and, and, and here's the question you need to ask. What's different? What's different here in this situation? Because as of right now, David Poppy is still in jail. He's still behind bars, and he's been officially charged federal federal charges uh, for attempted kidnapping and assault. And he's still sitting in jail. There's no cashless bail for this David DePoppy. There's no get out of jail free card for David DePoppy. There's no put you back on the street. The attorney general and the bozos out there in San Francisco have been putting people, bad people, back on the streets. Every week, or um, uh, who knows, maybe more than that. Uh, San Francisco buys into this defund the police business. But when it comes to Democrat elitist, oh, different rules apply and questions need to be asked. Why is David DePoppy still sitting behind bars? Why wasn't he offered cashless bail? Why? Because people who have done just as bad things to innocent people, and it's not being reported. These criminals are being let loose back on the streets so they can go do more crime. So that question needs to be asked. Listen, Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi, I, 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 listen, for all the reports and everything I've ever heard about Paul Pelosi, he's a very nice guy. He's a very nice guy, a, a guy that you, you, you don't mind getting to know. And, and, and I'm sure that's the case. And he does not deserve, nor does anyone deserve to be attacked in their home. Understand that. I want to say that and be clear about this. But that doesn't mean that just because he's married to Nancy Pelosi, it doesn't mean they're more important than the citizens of this country. And when you see a criminal being treated like he's being treated because he attacked Paul Pelosi, but you can go on the streets of New York and bash a lady in the head with a hammer going down through the metro system. Or you can shoot a guy uh, who's trying to protect his kids. Or you can beat the crap out of somebody and push him in front of a subway train. And then those people are getting out? I mean, folks, listen. Lady Justice is supposed to be blind, and right now she's not. The The Democrat Party is, is bastardizing Lady Justice, and it's awful. So that's another question that needs to be asked. So now, 
here's what we know with 100% certainty. 100% certainty we know Paul Paul Pelosi was assaulted with a hammer by some dude named David DePoppy. That's what we know 100%. That's irredisputable. Irre- irre- so we know that. And again, Paul Pelosi, nor does anyone deserve to be smacked in the head and attacked by a hammer. And David DePoppy deserves everything that's coming to him. And I think they should have shot his, you know what, right there on site. Uh, at the very least, they should have shocked the crap out of him with their stun guns. Uh, but they didn't do it, and we need to know why. We need to know why. But the only thing we know 100% certainty right now, and this is my point, this is my point from all the reporting and the changes that's going on with the reporting, the only thing we know 100% is that Paul was assaulted by some dude named David DePoppy with a hammer. We know this, okay? Everything else remains a question. Everything else remains a question, and the questions need to be asked, and the questions need to be answered. We, the people, need to demand it. Now, what are some of these questions? How did DePoppy get in the house? We all know, ladies and gentlemen, we know it is on record. Nancy Pelosi is way more important than the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, that's what she thinks. But we know now, uh, all seriousness, we know this is, this is on record that every Pelosi house has been found to have armed security, whether she's there or not. How do we know this? Because there was a reporter that was trying to go uh, – I can't remember what they were doing. I want to say they were serving papers or attempting to serve papers on Paul Pelosi. And they went to every residence of Nancy and Paul Pelosi, and every residence they were met by armed security. So we know. We know every house that Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi have has armed to the teeth security. And not only that. The home in San Francisco where Paul Pelosi was attacked has a wall around it. So somehow, somehow, walls will not work on our southern border, but they're supposed to work around Nancy Pelosi's house. Understand, Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, will tell you that we the people cannot stop the world from coming over our southern border. And a wall won't work. A wall won't deter But a wall around her house will deter. And we're also told by Nancy Pelosi, you don't need a gun to protect yourself. You don't need to walk around with a firearm. She gets to be surrounded by firearms. She has private security and she has capital police security, taxpayer security and private security. And her homes are guarded by armed security. So the question, how did the poppy get in the house? Where was the security? Why was Paul Pelosi in that house with no security? How did Dave DePoppy get over the wall? How did he, did he climb the wall? Did somebody open the gate and let him in? How on earth can, can a journalist call themselves a journalist and not ask these simple, simple questions? I am telling you folks, this is the things that need to be asked. And if a journalist or a Democrat tells you that you're a racist or you're some kind of election denier or you're the scum of the earth for asking the questions, you just need to look at them and go, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Don't argue with them. Just tell them, yeah, you're out of your mind and you're not a journalist. I will do it for you. I'm an American and I can ask questions. It is my God-given right as a citizen of this country. To be able to ask questions and and my goodness the journalists out there need to ask these questions because we need to know how david DePoppy got in the house not just because we need to know the facts but we need to know what part of the security apparatus failed so that we can make it better because let me tell you something i probably won't get to it today 
But this isn't just about Paul Pelosi. This has national security implications to it. If Paul Pelosi does know this guy and, and somebody let him in the house, this Dave Dupapi, if they let him in the house, if, if, and trust me, people around there, they know who this guy is. We know this. We know, they know who this guy is. The Berkeley area, they know who this guy is. If he was gaining access to Paul Pelosi, what else is he being allowed access to? So now we have Paul Pelosi who possibly knows this guy who, who is a lunatic. This David DuPapi is a lunatic, clearly, and I'll get to why, how we know this. But we have national security implications here. Nancy Pelosi is third in line for the presidency. How does a lunatic mental patient like this dude get this close to Paul Pelosi? And did Paul know him? Did Nancy know him? What's he doing around that house? How did he get in? National security questions need to be asked. Because, listen... If this guy has access to the Pelosi's and, and my goodness, a Chinese spy was driving for that uh, other senator in, in uh, California. I'm going to forget her name, but she had a Chinese spy driving for her. You've got Eric Falwell or Eric, whatever his name is, the, the congressman Democrat from Florida who was sleeping, having an affair or, or sleeping. I don't know if he's married, but he was sleeping with a Chinese spy, a known Chinese spy. We have national security problems. And Hunter Biden, who knows what Hunter Biden's been telling, how many spies he's been talking to, whether he knew it or not. So so this has national security implications, folks. It does. Now, let me get back to some more questions we need to ask. Um, how did DePapi get past the guards? I already talked about that. One of the first report of the incident came from Politico. Now, Politico is no right-wing office. So what what did what did political report? This is what political reported on Friday. Officers arrived at the house, knocked at the door and were let in by an unknown person. Okay? Who was this unknown person? Was there a third person? Why if there was a third person in the house with Pelosi and with David DePapi, who was it? Who was it? Now understand, Politico did not backtrack and correct this story. No. On Saturday and Sunday, they just changed the story as if they never reported the first story. Politico was out on Saturday and Sunday and actually started to attack anyone who said there was a third person. The only reason we were saying, is there asking, is there a third person? Who was it? It was because Politico themselves on Friday reported that a third unknown person opened the door and let the police in. That's what was being reported. But by Saturday, Sunday, the Politico was saying there was no third person. And if you're thinking, if you're asking about a third person, then you're a conspiracy theory. And this was on Sunday. I'm sorry, maybe not Saturday, on Sunday. On Sunday, they immediately started to try and blame Trump supporters for David Dupapi. And tried, and they're still trying to say David Dupapi was a MAGA. Listen, David Dupapi was no MAGA. David Dupapi lives or lived in Berkeley in a rusted out school bus, a short bus, mind you, and how appropriate is that? And on the school bus, he has the pride flag. On the back of the school bus is a BLM banner. And he has a sign on the school bus or right at his yard that says, Berkeley doesn't put up with hate. Now, what side of the aisle does it sound like David Dupapi is on to you? Does David Dupapi with a BLM banner, with a pride flag, and with a sign that says Berkeley doesn't stand for hate? Does that sound like a MAGA person to you? 
Does this sound like a, a your typical run of the day Republican voter or or Trump supporter? No, it does not. No, it doesn't. David Dupapi was a mental case. David Dupapi is known around the area. There have been independent reporters talking to his neighbors, and they're all saying, yeah, we think he's got mental problems. Yeah, we think he's got issues. Yeah, this guy's got some major issues, major mental problems. And not only that, he's a drug addict. And not only that, he's a drug addict that is a nudist. This guy, maybe he needs to go. (laughs) No, he doesn't because he's a whack job. But if you were in Georgia, I'm sure he would be a member of the uh, Paradise Valley Club. <laughs> but uh, they probably wouldn't have him because this guy is a lunatic. But the guy is a drugged out, drug addicted, BLM supporting, Democrat supporting, probably. a. And you know what? He probably voted, even though he's an illegal alien. Did I get to that yet? He's an illegal alien from Canada. So here are the, those are all questions that need to be asked. All right, folks, I'm out of time. But those are questions we need to ask. So you ask those questions, you do your digging, and we'll be back next week. Don't you go away, folks. You have a great week. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.